Happy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. Uh, I hope everyone is staying warm and toasty. It's been frigid out there for Lakeland. I think we are all uh, in a little bit of shock. I know that I am, but glad to break out the sweaters and the boots. Those don't get much use, so have to be thankful for that. So happy new year, everyone. We're glad to be back uh, after a two-week hiatus. Uh, as always, I'll start the show with uh, giving you an update on all of the wonderful things that are going to be happening in downtown Lakeland in terms of uh, public events. Uh, our next next big public event, of course, we always have the Farmer's Curb Market on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. along Kentucky Avenue. But our next big event is Swan City Jazz Festival. That is going to be January 20th and the 21st from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, The Swan City Jazz Festival uh, is featuring an impressive lineup of internationally recognized musicians and local high school and college acts. Uh, The headliners include talented bass guitarist Julian Vaughn on Saturday and the acclaimed Latin jazz pianist Lanny Bastacini, sorry, I was going to, I knew I was going to mess that up and I did, but he's a a Grammy and Latin Grammy award winning uh, artist on Sunday. So lots of great uh, lineups uh, and and acts to be uh, enjoyed on Swan City Jazz Festival on January 20th and 21st in Munn Park in downtown Lakeland. Uh, And then on February 2nd is our next First Friday event. That is uh, our Mardi Gras theme. So you can catch some beads being thrown uh, from the balcony above Harry's and enjoy uh, live music in Mon Park. And that is uh, an alcohol-friendly event. So you can have some adult beverages and walk around the event at our First Friday Mardi Gras. Uh, And then on February 9th is our Twilight 5K. Not exactly in downtown, but, you know, we like to think of downtown really from uh, Memorial all the way down to Edgewood. So (laughs) we're going to claim this one as as another great downtown event. It's the Twilight 5K, Rotary Twilight 5K, benefiting Common Ground Playground. And then on February 10th, the very next day, is downtown Lakeland's Valentine Night Market. And actually, the show today is all about the Rotary Twilight 5K and Common Ground Park because they are both celebrating milestone anniversaries. The Common Ground Playground is celebrating 15 years, and the Rotary Twilight 5K uh, run, it's the race, is celebrating 20 years. So the folks that are here with me today to talk about that are uh, Pam Page. She's the Assistant Director of Parks, Recreation, and Cultural Arts for the City of Lakeland. Uh, Vince Jones is a fellow Rotarian with me in the Lakeland Rotary Club. And on the phone, we have John Scott, who is a a Rotarian with Lakeland Rotary South. So, John, can you hear us? I hear you. Excellent. I'm prepared. Okay. (laughs) Well done, John. Well done. So, hi, hi, Pam. Hi, Vince. Thanks for being here today. All right, so bring that a little bit closer, Pam, so we can hear you. Um, but I just wanted to kind of get started with uh, Pam to give us a little bit of background on uh, Common Ground. And I know John was instrumental, John, and certainly you can weigh in on this as well, on uh, on the park, because uh, this is not your normal, typical park. I have to say, personally, I think one of the best features about this city is our beautiful green spaces. And I know that you, Pam, have a lot over the years to do with that. So thank you for your service. And uh, But tell us how Common Ground maybe is different than other parks. Well, Common Ground is very different. We started back in 
the early 2000s, a couple of um, families that had children of varying abilities came to the city of Lakeland and asked us if we would explore building a playground, an inclusive playground. And an inclusive playground was a novel um, idea and a developing trend at the time in the National Park and Recreation Arena. And families with children of varying abilities were not satisfied with utilizing handicapped playgrounds. They expressed the desire to visit playgrounds where all of their children could play, regardless of each child's ability. They wanted to be able to take their entire family to a playground that would accommodate and challenge each child in the family. And the goal of inclusive play is for children of varying abilities to play side by side. The mission of inclusive play is to eliminate physical and social barriers and create play opportunities that encourage children to play together. So when these families came to Parks and Recreation and gave us this challenge, we started doing our research on how and where we could put together an inclusive playground in the city of Lakeland. Um, the city was very much behind us, and they dedicated $600,000 to kick this off. And after we had our design hats on and our research completed, the, the um, construction figure uh, came in at $1.9 Of course it did. <laughs> So, the, you know, we had to find partners. <laughs> <laughs> and Rotary has been a fabulous partner with Parks and Recreation for almost 25 years that I've worked with them. Yes, various projects, not just this yes, one. Yes, yeah. many, many different projects. And so we thought that it would be a natural fit to approach Rotary. And there was a Rotary playground that was constructed in Brandon. Mm. And so we decided to take some of the Rotary members out to see it, even yeah. though it wasn't an inclusive playground. Mm -hmm. But that's how it all got started. And that is how this partnership that continues every single day. That's right. So, John, I think, were you one of the families that participated in that trip to the Brandon Park? I was there. Uh, and took that trip. Uh, uh, former director Bill Tinsley was with us as well, I recall. Uh, but we had a couple of families uh, in Rotary that had children with disabilities, and they had a keen interest in this. I have a granddaughter with Down syndrome, and I know she was always interested in participating in a playground that suited her abilities. Uh, but anyway, we uh, made that trip and talked to the four Rotary Clubs in Lakeland at the time, and we had an enthusiastic response. Let's do something. And uh, so one of the other Rotarians in my club, Bill Little, and I came up with the idea of doing the run. 
both Bill and I at the time were runners. I think Bill still is a runner. I don't run anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm too old for that. But anyway, uh, so we thought, well, let's do a 5K run and just use any proceeds we make from that run as a donation to the city for Common Ground. Excellent. So that's how we got involved, and that has been 20 years in the making. That's right. That's right. We're celebrating 20 years, and uh, Vince has got, you can't see him, John, but he's got his Rotary Twilight 5K Run 20th Anniversary shirt on. He's sporting it. He's working it. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to get him to talk in, in just a few minutes, but we are going to have to go to break in just a moment. So I want to, um, before we go to break, uh, I just want to um, ask Vince, um, how, how many years have you been involved in the Rotary 5K, Vince? Because you've done it for our club for a long time. Yes, I've actually been doing the Rotary 5K uh, committee for about five years, maybe six um, and then just recently uh, worked as the uh, chair for the Rotary 5K committee. Are you, are you chair this year? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. That's awesome. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to return with our conversation with John, Pam, and Vince about the Twilight 5K and Common Ground Park when we return. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me in the studio today is Pam Page, Assistant Director of Parks and Recre- Parks, Recreation and Cultural Arts for the City of Lakeland. Vince Jones, a fellow Rotarian with me in the Lakeland Rotary Club. And on the phone is Rotarian John Scott with Lakeland Rotary South. Is that, the, is that how we say it? Lakeland Rotary South, John? We actually say... Lakeland South Rotary. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I will fix that for the next time I speak it. Uh, (laughs) So we were talking in the uh, previous segment sort of how the Common Ground Playground uh, came to fruition in terms of the idea of it. Pam was kind of explaining the history, and John uh, gave us a little bit of additional history. But we want to quickly pivot to the run so that Vince can kind of um, give us an update on, on this year's run, which is the 20th annual Twilight Run, 20 years of running for this park. That's pretty cool. Yes. And I just wanted to say the four Rotary Clubs of Lakeland uh, will be presenting the 20th annual Twilight 5K run at Lake Hollingsworth here in Lakeland. And it will be at 7 p.m. on February Friday, February 9th. 2024. Um, Registration fee is $35 for adults until January 21st and $20 for children ages 18 and younger. After January 21st, the adult fee is $40. And there is also team competition fee where you can have up to 10 runners and that fee is uh, $250. We generally have upwards of uh, more than 500 to 600 runners. Uh, I believe one year we had even closer towards 700 runners, um, and that was a really fantastic year. But we keep pushing uh, more and more to get additional runners, and we couldn't do this without the help of the community, the different Rotarians from the four clubs, um, our sponsors, uh, that come in at different levels, the 
We have presenting sponsors and Monarch sponsors, Butterfly sponsors, and uh, those sponsors get lined up and placed on the uh, race shirts that we have each year. Now, we've already have our shirts printed and prepared for this year, but we will still take uh, different levels of, uh, if anyone would like to volunteer and provide sponsorships um, at any giv given level, uh, the lowest level that we start at is a $200 Playscape sponsor. And there's always next year. If they of want to course. be on the shirt. So if you're of new, course. if you're new to Lakeland and, and maybe you, you know, you don't know the history of this park and you don't know the history of the run and why we do it, uh, maybe we're tugging at heartstrings and you're ready to, you know, you have someone in your family that benefits from Common Ground. Of course, what's so spectacular about Common Ground is that everyone does because it's all inclusive, uh, as Pam said in the opening. So, um, yeah, if you have any desire to to help us raise money for the ongoing maintenance of this park, then you can reach out uh, to Rotary Twilight 5K. I think that we have a website, right? Yes, uh, www www.rotarytwilight5k.com. Um, just wanted to add if we had uh, for information on the run on the team competition, you can contact uh, S. Laronde, L A R O N D E, at hotmail.com, and he will get you squared away with the uh, team competitions. Um, and for those that are interested, there will also be bounce houses, a kid's diaper dash, and free fun <laughs> run for children ages seven and younger. And the children, they really love those bounce houses and the uh, fun run. Oh, I bet. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to be, a, you know, a super duper runner. You can just be a regular person. You could walk it if you Actually, want. Actually, right? yes, definitely. <laughs> and we have many of those. We have many walkers. That's some right. uh, come with the That's strollers. Right. And so we have uh, people of all abilities. Uh, at our run. Yeah. So, um, John, do you have anything to add to Vince's uh, recap of or, or, or uh, of, of the Twilight 5K event itself? Yes, I would. Um, the City of Lakeland Parks and Recreation Department is really our partner on this because they do provide a lot of assistance in conducting the run, planning it, uh, they bring out the stage that uh, we set up with banners uh, thanking all of the various sponsors hung on the trees around the park. And uh, we have music there uh, with a DJ and food. Uh, we have vendors providing food that have done that uh, as gratis donations as well. Uh, water for the runners and bananas and all that stuff that they like. So it's become one of the premier running events in the city over the years. So I know the Runners Club in Lakeland is very active uh, in the events that they're sponsoring, and they support us as well. We're uh, an integral part of the running community. Yes, yeah, and even if you aren't a runner, you can certainly come out and enjoy the music and have some food and throw your kids in a bounce house or something. <laughs> There's <And> no just, <laughs> no requirement to run for that. Um, yeah, and just socialize with all the right. friends that show up. That's right. We're, we have 600 runners. We'll have 3,000 people out there because right. 
their families show up and their friends show up and it's kind of a, a nice event early in February that uh, people like to participate in. Yeah. It's one of the few one of the few running events that occurs in the evening. Many of the runs around this area occur at 7 a.m. or right. 8 a.m. And we have the privilege of running an event in the evening. Right. Kind of carved out that niche yourself. Yeah. One of the things we do is we put lighting along uh, Buckingham Road, which reads Buckingham Avenue, I guess it is, which leads from Lake Hollingsworth Drive up to the park. And we put luminaries along mm. there that uh, make it a interesting path to go through on your way back to the finish line. Yeah, you can you can uh, check out what you're what you're running for. Just straight up Buckingham is common ground. So Pam, uh, tell us because uh, I know you have the figure available. I'm not sure that John or Vince have this figure available, but how in the in the 20 years, how much has Rotary raised to contribute to uh, Common Ground Parks maintenance? Just for the maintenance alone, the run has um, contributed over one hundred and sixty-seven thousand seven hundred and eighty-five dollars to the maintenance, and those funds are um, deposited in a common ground account at GiveWell Found Community Foundation, mm-hmm. and that is a perpetual care fund, and it helps offset the annual maintenance for the park. Um, the annual operating and maintenance costs are a year, Mm. and that's in the Parks and Recreation budget for Common Ground. And then we also um, have play equipment repair and replacement of over $40,000 annually. Wow. Um, The playground is heavily utilized. (laughs) People come from all over, Mm -hmm. and so our... Equipment is, um, it's, it's well used. <laughs> so, yes, yes. so we have a lot of repairs. Yeah. Um, and the, it would be greater, the cost would be greater if the city of Lakeland did not have three certified playground inspectors. <laughs> um, so on oh, our staff, you mean? So we don't have staff. to, we don't have to pay for those inspections from an outside source. Correct. And what it does is it gives us um, the opportunity to lengthen the time between uh, equipment replacements Mm -hmm. because they do such an outstanding job with maintenance. Excellent. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about the features of the park, because if you haven't been there, Pam's going to kind of give you some of the the interesting things that are different than just your normal average run of the mill awesome city of lakeland park this is even more awesome so stick with us we'll continue our conversation when we get back
Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. With me in the studio is Pam Page, Assistant Director of Parks, Recreation, and Cultural Arts for the City of Lakeland, and Vince Jones with the Lakeland Rotary Club. He is currently chair of the 20th Annual Rotary Twilight 5K Run for Benefiting Common Ground Playground. And on the phone with us is John Scott. He is a Rotarian with Lakeland South Rotary and basically one of the founders of actually the founder, if not one of the founders of this run. Right, John? That's correct. <laughs> I know that you are on the phone and can't see us and you have to run to an appointment. So we want to give you the opportunity to to tell us anything else we've missed that you think we need to know before you drop off this this show. John, tell us tell us what you need to tell us. Yes. One thing we failed to miss is that in the initial capital campaigns that took place, the Rotary campaign raised over $300,000 in donations from the Rotary clubs and their members uh, that went into that fund. Uh, Also, there was what was called the Kaleidoscope uh, campaign, which I think Pam can tell you more about we participated in that as well, as a number of the Rotarians purchased butterflies that were the theme for that. And the butterfly theme is still in the park, as you'll notice, with its shape and with the butterfly statues that still are around the city. That is correct. Yeah, I didn't. I totally forgot about that, Pam, about the whole kaleidoscope. That You did say that the initial costs were... Uh, Around six hundred thousand, and but the ended up being one point nine million, (laughs) which is a little bit more than six hundred thousand. Last time I checked, so uh, yeah, the 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 is that how you raised the bulk of that those funds? Is the kaleidoscope and with the the other Rotary funds? Well, the as John Scott said, Rotary contributed three hundred thousand. The Kaleidoscope Public Art Project contributed 585000 And then the city wrote two different grants. Mm-hmm. Um, one was a state grant for 200000 and another was a county grant for 100000 And we had a lot of private donations, which made up about 100000 So that, that well. almost does it. It did. Wow, that's it amazing. It really did. And it's, I think that I'm so glad that John brought up um, talking about the butterflies. Um, The park, if you look at it from a bird's eye view, it's designed as a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's designed as a butterfly is because children like butterflies, no two are alike. And (laughs) so that was our common um, design theme. Mm -hmm. And so like the trellis area that is in the center of the park, that's the spine of the butterfly. Then there are walls that are antenna, we call them antennae walls that have colored blocks in them. And those, that area was designed for children that take a while. Um, they need to come into a new environment and sit in relative quiet mm-hmm. and collect themselves and decide what they're going to do next mm-hmm. and how they're going. Each child is different in how long it takes for them to engage in play mm-hmm. and 
um, and partake in the new sensory experiences if it's the first time that they've been to the park. You know, there's some kids that just run in at, or jump the gate and run in and <laughs> as a parent or grand, in my case, grandparent, where I have to keep up with three at a time. Um, it's because the the park is is just designed as a natural environment. Um, we have plants everywhere, plants and trees that are butterfly attractants. Mm-hmm. And there are some nectar plants, there are some habitat plants, um, some that are f- plants that are fragrant, some that are colorful, but they all attract a certain type of butterfly. And we're very grateful to our Lakeland Garden Clubs that spend a lot of time out there <laughs> helping us plant all of these plants and weeding and maintaining. Um, so it was really the first park where we felt that we integrated horticulture mm-hmm. with play. Yeah. And that's been very well received. And we have placards around the park where parents can read to their kids about the different butterflies and what they do and how, how important they are to um, pollinating all of our crops and vegetables. What, and mm-hmm. even, well, it used to be oranges. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we have other play elements. You know, there aren't a lot of hills in um, the Lakeland area. So that was one element. It's very important to some children to practice rolling and um, spinning. And it's part of a development that some children mm-hmm. need to have. And so we created we, um, a hill, and we did that with old defunct sewer pipe, city <laughs> sewer pipe that we had. In Love the, the recycling. Yes, yeah. in the public works yard and buried it and created tunnels. And then we put a artificial turf with a rubber um fall zone underneath it for the kids to actually roll and spin and run up and down the hills. And we have another area that is the fossil area that is sand where the children can go in and dig for things that are buried in the sand. (laughs) Um, And then swinging. Swinging is very important to um, child development. And so we have different types of swings there. We have a social swing where a bunch of kids can get on it and swing together. And then we have individual swings. We have swings for kids that have a lot of abdominal um, muscles and can pump themselves. (laughs) And then then we have swings for children that don't. Mm -hmm. And they're all together so that all children of different physical and um, cognitive um, abilities can play side by side. And that was our goal. So you said in the opening that parents came to you and said they were dissatisfied with going to playgrounds that were meant for, you know, handicapped children. Are are you saying that kind of, you know, because my only experience really is common ground. I've lived here for 23 years now and love Lakeland and love uh, Common Ground, but it didn't really occur to me. Were there places where the parks were just 
more central to that to that population and then no one else really could enjoy it unless you needed those services that's true interesting that, that was the old way of um dealing with mm. play mm-hmm. for um handicapped children yeah. and there just a lot of thought wasn't given to well how about a caregiver a right. mother and a father that have three or four kids or two that uh, and they need to be able to Put them all in the car mm-hmm. and find something to do for each child in the same place. Yeah. And that's what we mean by inclusive. Yeah. That's that's amazing that we've I can't believe it didn't really exist that much before then. I mean, <laughs> at least not here. I mean, uh, Lakeland has got a, a great many amazing parks. And, and so Common Ground is uh, certainly a, a jewel in in all of that. So we're going to have to take our last quick break before the end of the show. We're going to come back and uh, thank you, John. If you're still online, are you still there, John? I am, and thank you for letting me participate. Yes, thank you so much for your insight and your input and your service to the run for the last twenty years. We certainly appreciate you. Uh, so Vince, when we come back, it's going to be you sort of giving us a little bit more detail about this run and maybe plug in some okay. sponsors and uh, giving definitely. them some love. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Thanks, and we're back. This is Downtown Dish, and I'm your host, Julie Townsend. We're finishing up our program today talking about Rotary Twilight 5K Run, benefiting Common Ground Playground. It's the 20th anniversary of the run, the 15th anniversary of the playground, and my guests uh, are Pam Page, Assistant Director of Parks Rec and Cult- Parks Recreation and Cultural Events, Cultural Arts. I just messed that totally up, Pam. <laughs> Sorry, I was so close. Uh, and Vince... Uh, Vince Jones, fellow Rotarian and chair of the Twilight Run this year uh, uh, with the Lakeland Rotary Club. Uh, But it's a four club uh, event. And I'm really happy to say that the four clubs of Lakeland have been doing this together collaboratively for 20 years. And John, who's from Lakeland South Rotary, was on the was on the show via call uh, in the first portions of the show, giving his insights. But Vince, I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of... um, Tell us, who who should we be loving right now for being our sponsors this year? Well, some of our Monarch sponsors are Marco Bay Construction, AT&T, CPS Investment Advisors. We also have Lakeland Electric, Remax, the Lunds Group, GiveWell Community Foundation, Valley, Studio C Solutions, The Trinket Lady, Four Rivers Smokehouse. We also have Fleet Feet. Uh, they're our sponsor where we actually have the packet pickup where the runners, once they sign up, they would go to Fleet Feet uh, February 6th and 7th between 4 and 7 p.m. to pick up their packets. They can also pick up their run packets um, on February 9th between 5.30 and, of course, just before the run. So this way they'll have their uh, 
chips and uh, bibs for right. the run. Yeah, the the runners who the serious runners are going to want to get their chips and their bibs. I'm sure most so. definitely because <laughs> this is you know this is how do they? I'm not a runner, so I don't know all the lingo. But this is like a qualified run. I mean, people run and and like need points or they need they need what do they need to 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 have on their resumes as runners? Some of the runners have told me they um, they always look forward to the uh, Rotary Twilight 5K. They like it because it's a night run. Uh, and that time of year, the weather is just perfect. You know, it's crisp, right? cool. It's not like the summer. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's a lot cooler. And the so they use it as a tune-up run for a lot of the other runs around uh, here in the community or outside of uh, the Polk County uh, community. And for the run itself, what the runners actually get is they, they get a Twilight Run long sleeve race shirt. Uh, it's a light material. Uh, again, like John stated, after the race, uh, there's food and drinks, uh, water, and other uh, fruit-type items. And also for the first 500 registered runners, they get a finisher medal. Oh, nice. We also have for the serious runners who look to – receive award medals for age groups under 10 and up to over 80. Oh, wow. Actually have uh, <laughs> runners that, uh, I mean, they really They're get competing. out there and they compete. They're competing. Okay. They're really strong competitors. Um, just wanted to add that the four Rotary Clubs that uh, annually participate in this run are the Lakeland Rotary Club, Lakeland South Rotary Club, Sunrise Rotary Club, and Tigertown Rotary Club. So when you come out to the run, you'll see Rotarians and friends and family uh, hard at work putting the uh, run on. Uh, and this run is ma uh, managed by the committee, the Rotary 5K committee. And we meet monthly throughout the year uh, from members from all four clubs to make this a uh, really worthwhile uh, Rotary project. Uh, we all, like John said, we partner with parks and recreation staff to make it a fun and unique run. Uh, it's just a great event uh, that's put on. Um, I you know I had been going to the park with my youngest daughter uh, for when she was younger. She just graduated, well, not too long ago, uh, about a year ago from UF. So go Gators. Then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. But she comes down, uh, she's working on her master's up there now at UF, but she comes down every year. She's looking, she's like, Dad, I'm coming down to make sure I help you out at the uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Rotary 5K. That's so, awesome. And uh, it's, if, if you don't want to run or walk, you can come out and just have some good camaraderie, uh, meet Rotarians in action um, and see them at work, as well as the uh, very friendly and open uh, park staff, they help us every year. And we couldn't do this uh, without their assistance. Uh, and I know so many of the park members through other events that occur throughout the uh, city of Lakeland. And they're always uh, very inspiring and always very helpful. Um, yes, we have a great parks, recreation, and cultural arts department. Thank you, Pam.
So, Pam, tell us, uh, I know there's some other features that you wanted to kind of mention that if folks haven't visited the park or haven't been there in a while, they might have forgotten. But tell us some some other key features that make it special. All right. Really, um, Common Ground was the first playground where we incorporated public art into the playground. Now, most people in Lakeland are used to seeing public art in all of our public of course, spaces yes. because it's everywhere. That's and right. We purchase and um, as much art as we can afford to do and place it all throughout um, our public realm. But the Common Ground was the first pl- first time that we went out and actually purchased six different pieces mm. to put in the park itself and it really encourages um, children to look look at art to think about it and of course we have several of the butterflies from the kaleidoscope project that are in the park as well but it gets not only the children that are there to play it gets their creative juices going as well and then we also have in the park a um a big music area um, for, you know, kids just to listen to different sounds and create sounds and they can play the instruments by themselves Mm -hmm. or they can play with a group so that, you know, we'd like to say that these, these kids are our future Lakeland symphony members. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But that's where they get, they get started because not everybody has access to art or to instruments. Mm -hmm. And so it's very much a part of play that we support. Yeah. Well, uh, we're out of time, so we have to wrap it up, unfortunately. But for those uh, who may have never visited Common Ground Playground, what's the address, Pam? Tell us where it's located. <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe not okay. the physical. Tell it's, us where it's located. It's on Edgewood Avenue at the corner of Buckingham and Edgewood. And you come in off of Edgewood and Southington, and the title on the park is Publix Charities Park. And you, you can't just miss come it. in there. Yeah, you can't miss it and, if you drive down Edgewood. So. And there are two parking lots. There's one right off of Edgewood, and then there's another one off of Southington. Yes. Well, thank you, Pam and Vince, for telling us about the 5K run that's happening on February 9th and telling us the history about Common Ground. And we're celebrating 15 years of having this beautiful park in our city. If you want to learn more about the run, don't uh, don't hesitate to visit rotarytwilight5k.com. You can sign up there and learn all about the event and how to be a sponsor this year, next year, and beyond. So, again, thank you, Pam and Vince, and thank, thank everyone you. for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>